Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to The Shit Show. Excuse me, sorry about that. Ruby, de- Ruby, delete that. <laughs> Kia ora, everybody. And Nick's just arrived from a first aid course. I pedaled my little heart out all the way home. <laughs> Which always makes me think of, and when I told Dad that's what you're doing today, he also said, oh, did he um, do CPR in the tune of I Will Survive? You know, on the office. It was so confusing because we had these... Um, and I've never seen them before. This is I've done a number of first aid courses, but it's kind of concerning that you've had to do more than one. <laughs> no, because you've got to keep re- redoing yeah. them. Look, I'm working on a high, high, uh, high stress, high, high risk yeah, environment, high risk environment. Just like that guy with the cheese. But yeah, not much first aid could have saved him. Um, <laughs> uh, but there were these mannequins where you do the the chest compressions yeah. for the CPR. And they've got, like, little lights that go in to see if you're doing it right to see get blood into the head. Oh. Blood into the brain. But I was in my head going, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. But the dude running the course, he had a metronome going, and it was like, tick, 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 oh. And it was a different time, and then if you didn't oh. do it right on the thing, so there was all sort of, everyone else was clicking away on their mannequins. It was, it was quite overwhelming. But if it was the office, you would be going... At first, I was afraid. Yeah, I did that to begin with, and there was no blood going to the brain. I could see it. The little red dots were only reaching like the elbows or the shoulders. The elbows. Yeah. So, okay. Why, as kids, did we always mix the elbows and the shoulders up? Why, as kids, I'm still doing it. Oh yeah. Do you know what, Lucy? There what? Were, I actually had some fans. What? At the um. At the. Yeah, someone came up to me. Well, not someone. <laughs> someone very like. Well-loved listener. Yeah. He came up to me and was like, are you Nick Blackstone? I was like, yeah. I was like, I was listening to your podcast yesterday. No, not the manic one. It was good. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. I was like, like, instead of saying, in my head, I was like, oh, no way. But I was like, oh, no. Because that was a really fucking manic one. We actually got messages last week about how manic last week's episode was. Whoever messaged us loved it. So thank you. Oh, well, that's so cute. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was, uh, I mean, it happens all the time, obviously. <laughs> obviously, in Blenheim. But, but uh, yeah, but I just thought. It's funny because everyone knows us in Blenheim, but not for the podcast, just for like being kids oh, here. Lucy, cycling. for my entire life, I had people coming up to me saying, Are you Lucy Blackstone's brother? <laughs> no, you <laughs> I did. Didn't. I did. No one even knew me as me. It was, Are you, no. are you Lucy? No, this is. You, some... Are you Lucy Blackstone's brother? Is <laughs> that from. From literally 10 years old. That's been happening. No, because what the fuck was I doing at eight? Well, I don't know. But it was happening. Oh my god. Well, it looks like we need to have some deep therapy to sort of. Hey, I'm my own person, okay? I'm Nick. He is. He, well, actually, you're squish yeah, to I'm like squish. thousands of people now. So it, the least I could do for all that trauma was bring you onto this podcast. Oh, yeah. Only to fire you <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Anyway, Squish, what was the weirdest thing that you saw on the internet this week? Well, initially my weirdest thing was, um, I don't know his name, but just the tweet that I copied this off just says Twitch streamer, so it was a massive achievement, <laughs> but it's just Twitch streamer. Um, played Freebird on Guitar Hero at three times speed. I saw this. It took months of practice and 530 attempts. You've seen it? It looks like he was in 1.75 speed. Oh my god. Or three times speed. Ruby, put the clip in here. <laughs> no, because you cannot see. It's all about him pressing the button. No, but you can hear it. Look. Okay. You can't see the concentration <laughs> in his eyes, though. No, he is It looks evil. It's incredible. Um, so that was initially the weirdest thing, but then the cycling, like, super world champs are on at the moment, so, like, the mountain bike, the track, the road, yeah. um, and all the para events are yeah. on at the same time, all in one place, um, and one of the sponsors for the cycling world champs is Tissot, you know, like, Tissot watches. Yes. Every winner gets a Tissot, <laughs> a Tissot watch, and they're really nice watches. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, and they all get one, but there's a video of the official... Passing out the um, the watch to Spanish paracyclist Ricardo Ten, but he's got no arms. <laughs> yeah, and he's so cute when he receives it. Like he's so grateful, mm. and obviously he's done fucking well. It, like he's a cyclist, no arms. He's obviously done well enough to be getting an award. Mm. He actually won three. He won three world champs. Shit. Hopefully so that was on not three watches. Yeah, he did. No. He, he tweeted. Um, he po- well, he he posted a video of himself on Twitter or X wearing a UCI branded watch around his bicep, shouting "It's World Champions time!" And then in another tweet, he said, "Thank you again, Tissot, for these World Championships and these three watches. Thank you very much for your contribution to these World Championships of inclusion." So oh, he was a real good sport um, about it. Yeah, but it's like, and Nick, Nick and I were saying this before we got on the mic, but it's like you know that iconic video of Ryan Seacrest trying to high five the blind guy. It's just it's. <laughs> The only time cycling ever gets in the news is when something stupid happens. <laughs> like, like a cow <laughs> runs on the course, or a massive crash, or someone getting gifted um, three watches, but they don't have any arms um, or wrists. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Ricardo was actually a legend. Um, yeah. And he took it really well. Fuck. He became a three-time gold medal winning a Paralympic swimmer before turning to the bike in 2016 to give competitive cycling a go. So, yeah, you get two weirdest things for me. What was yours? Um, okay, I was waiting so long for Nick to ask me my weirdest thing. He just kept going on and on about, yep, so that was my weirdest things. And oh, Yeah, when you keep butting in and something else, I, I butted in myself. No, I was just waiting. I was like, when's he going to ask me? He never asks. Yeah, <laughs> but I did this time. Yeah, after ages. Yeah, but I kept finding, kept reading the article and finding more important <laughs> things. Anyway, everyone. <clears> um, <throat> oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Everyone, you haven't seen Squish, but he looks... Some people in my first aid course have. <laughs> okay, if you didn't go to the first aid course, <laughs> yeah. then you might not have seen Squish, but he looks exactly like Danny from Zapova. Okay, I've got no idea what this is. So Wait, have you, you seen Danny from Zapova? No, I've not seen Danny he from looks, Zapova. He looks exactly like you. You keep talking and I'm going to Google what Danny from Zapova Okay. So anyway, basically I was on TikTok one day and I saw... All of these people commenting under this girl's TikTok, oh my god, you look just like the girl from Zapoda. You look just like the girl from Zapoda. And I was like, oh my god, why have I not heard of this thing? What is Zapoda? What's this movie or TV show or piece of pop culture? Like, it's my whole job to keep up with it. And then, luckily, in the little TikTok search bar, there was a what is Zapoda little prompt. So I clicked it. Is it that guy? 
You look exact. No, that's <laughs> that's like Andrew McCarthy. No, that's um. Yeah, yeah, Andrew McCarthy. That's Danny <laughs> played by Andrew McCarthy. So. Okay, so Nick is perfectly Nick is perfectly perfectly playing into my trap right now. Anyway. What? <laughs> the video you get to, Squish, when you click what is Zapotha, is the original creator on TikTok who said, okay, new bit idea. What if we create a fake 80s horror movie called Zapotha and start commenting, OMG, you look exactly like that one girl from Zapotha. Or wait, you look exactly like blah blah from Zapotha on every thirst trap we see. Together we will witness new lore develop, main characters will emerge, and will convince thousands of people that this weirdly titled 80s film actually exists. And Nick just fell hook, line, and Lucy, sinker. I'm on the Zapotha wiki. <laughs> yes, I was about to say. Danny Martinez is a tall and strikingly handsome young man. He has a lean, athletic build. <laughs> well, okay. So, so he does look is, like... So, no. So, <laughs> he does look like... So you're lying straight to my face. <laughs> well, I'm lying because there is no Zapotha. Yeah. Squish. I, does Andrew McCarthy exist? Yes, he's fun, fucking part of the Brat Pack. Well, he's a John Hughes baby girl. Lucy, I, don't, I'm, I can't trust anything anymore. Yeah, well, so basically, it's another case of mass gaslighting, but it's just so funny. Like, it's... Nick, you know Gen Z? They have this weird abstract humour, like, with the mm. grimace shake. Yeah. And, and it's just... It feels like that. So, yeah, there's Wikipedia articles for it. There's, like... No, edits. it's not even Wikipedia. It's a whole wiki itself. Well, like a whole fandom thing. And there's like... Um, like it's made up of a whole fucking backstory and everything. There's yeah. a logo. I know. I actually wrote about it today in the newsletter if you would care to Lucy, read. I was at a first aid course. I didn't have time to read. Um, What time did that start? Because I was writing this at about 6am. Well, 8.30. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's this whole fake lore. There's movie posters. There's fan edits. There's new characters like Maxine, Elaine, Cole, Danny, who we just mentioned. And... It pissed a lot of people off because, you know, when people don't get a joke mm. and maybe how you're feeling right now, they don't get no, a joke. No, I love it. It's so fucking cool. And then I found out that the person that created this bit or this trend, mm. they had used a song in the original video and it's like the synthy 80s pop song and this video, uh, this song has now been used like fucking hundreds of thousands of times and it's this person's song and they are like drop. They're an independent artist. They're dropping an album, and it's kind of like their own marketing for it. Some people are like, "Oh my god, the wolves being pulled over our eyes. This is all marketing." I'm like, "No, this is really smart. Like, mm. fucking for an independent publisher." That's like some little Nas X coming up shit. Yeah, wow. it's like fucking cool, and it's like. If it works and no big labels or brands or companies have tried to do it or managed to do it, and you have, like, go you. You get that bag. And also, Nick, we have to say, this has happened before on Tumblr with a fake movie called Gontrarov, which Martin Scorsese, like, apparently directed years ago. And it's like a fake movie. And he actually came out and said, yeah, I did that movie years ago. I love that movie. So this has happened before. But it was just really funny. Have you been getting people saying, no, oh, Tumblr did it first. Exactly. That is exactly. So, yes, if you are seeing people talking about Zapova, um, don't fall into their trap like Nick did and say, I actually know what that's all about because I listened to this really good podcast with these siblings that never fight. This podcast... <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
This podcast is actually going to be a little bit different. And Nick's doing something special this episode um, that we're putting at the end of the podcast in case you don't want to listen to it. <laughs> no. Yeah, <it's> my- <laughs> but someone asked if we could do a rundown of the political parties because the election's coming up. Go and enroll to vote, everyone. And Squish is more politically um, involved. Involved? Wow. Across things? So Nick's going to talk a little bit about the Labour Party at the end of this episode and, like, what they stand for. And I'm actually kind of interested because I I studied this for three years. It's all gone out of my head. But first, Nick, I just Mm. really wanted to quickly give you an update on a few stories that we've already talked about. Okay, cool. So, first... You know the soldier that crossed the border into North Korea? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Sort of about him. fell off the radar a little bit, that guy. Well, his name's Travis King. So this is from Pyongyang, so it's like North Korea are saying mm. this. And they've said that Travis King crossed the line into North Korea's territory because of inhumane maltreatment and racial discrimination in the army. Now, we know, and actually all we know, is that he sort of acted up in the army. I think he was put into, he was punished, like put into some sort of detention or punishment in the army because he was... I can't remember what he was doing. But anyway, apparently he expressed his willingness to seek refuge in North Korea. So he was on a guided tour and he ran across the line. And now North Korea basically saying that the US Army treated him really shit. And so he chose to cross into NK. Do you believe it? I fucking would not believe Kim Jong-un as far as I could throw him. Which would not be very far. It is not because you're not strong. No. But also that. I couldn't even hardly fucking throw a shot put. So, do you believe it? Oh, good. No, no, no. no, no <laughs> Imagine no. next like, yeah, I totally yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no. It's a sovereign nation, of course. <laughs> it's a sovereign nation. That was really funny. Second, Nick, um... The mother of... Do you remember a while back we talked about the six-year-old who shot his teacher in a classroom? I do, but I think I'm getting it mixed up between that and another sort of... There was a period of time. Where there were quite a few of them all sort of happening at once. We were sort of talking about a new one every week. Well, this was one in a Virginia classroom, and the teacher's okay, but the six-year-old, he basically went into school one day and shot his teacher. So the mother of the six-year-old, who's only 26, she pled guilty as part of a plea deal with prosecutors to lessen her sentencing from six years to six months. So she's pleading guilty for um, child neglect. And by pleading guilty for that, she um, is getting the charges against her of reckless storing of a firearm dropped. So it's like a plea deal to... You say guilty to one of them and the other one's getting dropped. Anyway, so she had previously told the police that she believed the gun was in her purse, secured with a trigger lock, and that the gun lock key was under her bedroom mattress. But an attorney said in court that the six-year-old actually took the gun from his mum's purse, which was on top of a dresser, and the gun was not secured with a trigger lock. So a bit happening in that story. I have to say, I do still feel in a way bad for the mum. Obviously, you can't fucking have a gun in your purse without a trigger lock on it. The purse being up on the dresser was not enough. But, oh, and actually, do I? Yeah, I'm really like, really, like, what if... Do I feel the kid had? What if the kid had just, like, pulled the gun off the dresser and it hit the ground and actually shot the kid? Yeah. You wouldn't be feeling so bad then, would you? And it's the same thing, storing the gun in a, like, 
yeah dangerous way but okay this is the good thing about podcasts it's actually what i like about writing as well you sort of find out how you feel sometimes as you're making sense like talking yeah as you're making sense of the story yourself yeah. yeah um so yeah why was my initial instinct to feel bad for the mum? because it was the kid that shot the yeah because so it was the kid's you know fault out. yeah but there were things that led to that fault yeah, and exactly anyway two really wait was the first story good no two really not <laughs> good <laughs> yeah good news about it. <laughs> finally finding out <laughs> <laughs> from Pyongyang that the American soldier was bad. Anyway, what are you looking at? Two other podcast mics? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically podcast mics everywhere. If anyone um, needs a podcast mic. Yeah, let us know. Slide into her DMs. No, seriously. Go find Nick at a first aid course. Mm. Nick gets noticed. Yeah, I just peruse my way around Marlborough first aid courses. So you may see me there. <laughs> oh, you creep. Mm. Nick is giving weirdo. He's giving Danny from Zapoda. Yeah. Okay. I'm really on my Danny shit right now. And you know what Danny would do? He would talk to us about the New Zealand Labour Party. Um, so yeah, Lucy, you tasked me earlier uh, with sort of coming up with an outline of the... I mean, you said all the political parties, but I'm not going to do like the Outdoors Party and the Freedoms Party. I'm no. probably just going to do the ones that probably matter. Maybe just and the ones that I would even remotely know exist. Yeah, the Aotearoa Legalised Cannabis Party. Oh, hope that one's. The McKellar-Kelly Serious Party. I don't think they are into it. Um, but I'll start off with the Labour Party, since they are currently the country's biggest political party in terms of you know seats in, par- in Parliament. Um, and they are the party leading the 53rd Government of New Zealand. Are they? No. <laughs> JK. Yeah, wow. <laughs> JK. Wow. <laughs> So the Labour Party is led by Chris uh, Chippy Hipkins, uh, <laughs> and because he leads the Labour Party, he also gets to be Prime Minister of New Zealand um, after obviously taking over the big job from Jacinda Ardern earlier in the year. We covered that on the shit show. We did. Big time. And he loves Diet Coke. He loves a DC. He's a girly. He's a baby girl. He loves a saucy roll. Yeah. He loves bread and butter, politics, get back to basics. <laughs> he's a good, he's a, he's a, a relatable guy from the hut. Right. Yeah. And he's one of the two Chris's. Yes, and he's one fighting. of the two Chris's that we have the choice of picking this year. <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about the other one until probably next week. No. Anyway, it's been a rough couple of months for Chippy. Um, he sort of got thrown on the hospital pass from Jacinda to deal with the, the cost of living crisis, the mm, inflation, the Cosy Livy C, as I like to call it amongst my friends. Um, <laughs> I don't have any friends. Oh, shut <laughs> up! He's Seriously, also- everyone's going to want to send you to therapy after this ep. Yeah, it's been troubling. Um... He's also had to deal with a number of MPs leaving among various sort of scandals and things going on there. So it hasn't been a nice, smooth sailing for Chippy. And when is politics ever? Oh, I know. That's, if you just throw a couple of cliches yes, in there. Yes. No. <laughs> okay, but what you're saying is sounding so, like, cliched politics. So the Labour Party was founded in the early 1900s, and it's actually New Zealand's oldest political party. Oh, mm. has it always been called the Labour Party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was born out of various socialist political parties back in like the early 1900s, late 1800s, um, and various trade unions. People actually call Black Ball on the West Coast the spiritual home of the Labour Party. Whoa! Yeah, because um, there was a big mine strike in 1908, um, and that's where like a lot of the Labour trade union movement was founded on the West Coast. So, oh my god! Yeah, fun fact, everyone: our granddad, not great granddad, granddad. <laughs> Was born in 1899. Mm. He was around before the Labour Party. Yeah. 
He may have been a member. I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> Betty wasn't. Betty was some fucking radical. He right was a lawyer out of um, G Town, Geraldine. So that's pretty national party coded, but maybe not back then. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, um, Grandpappy. <laughs> sorry for, for speculating on your political beliefs. <laughs> the, the party. <laughs> Um, the party has traditionally been supported by working class, uh, working class, urban, Maori, Pacifica, and immigrant um, New Zealanders, mm-hmm. uh, and it's had its uh, strongholds in inner cities and the Maori seats for much of its existence. The Labour Party throughout its history has been responsible for such things as the welfare state, so like the welfare system, um, like the benefit and things like that. Um, fixing the economy in the early 1980s with Rogernomics. I could do a whole podcast on that. That's pretty interesting. Don't worry, guys. He won't be. I won't be, no, because I'm going to be five. We don't have enough time. <laughs> um, they founded the state housing system. Um, oh, they, okay. Juicies. Yeah. They made the country a nuclear-free zone. Yeah. They're responsible for KiwiSaver, interest-free student loans, and, of course, navigating us through COVID. Not to mention during that COVID term. Mm. Of Jacinda's, or maybe the one before. There was, like, the mosque attacks, Grace Mullane. It's giving difficult jobs and difficult times. Yeah. On the political spectrum, Labour sit centre-left, which means they, you know, obviously sit closer to the left wing than the right wing um, and share some politically left views and positions, but they're still generally in the centre of the political spectrum, so fairly middle of the road. Um, So not super radical and looking to make big... Uh, great big changes. Like, both our main political parties are, like, centre-left, centre-right. Yeah. Neither of them are that radical, eh? Not really. Um, and during the research for this, Lucy, I didn't actually know this, but I, I was wondering what the terms left and right meant. Like, left and right. <laughs> you know, like... Now, in so you can turn, still- <laughs> you can turn, you know, left or... No. Um, like, left and right wing? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yes, no, Exactly. So they were first used in a political context during the French Revolution, when the people overthrew the French monarchy and took control of the government. Um, those on the left supported the revolution, while those on the right supported the monarchy. So that's sort of the idea of the left supporting change and the right oh. supporting the status quo. Um, yeah. Wow. So. I feel like that could sum up our whole our whole little political series, is find out where they are on the spectrum, and if you support change... Go for mm. go for the lefts. If you support the status quo, fucking or, go for the right. Or going backwards in some cases, going further to the right. So yeah, mm. so that's basically what that means. Yeah. Oh. Um. So I thought I'd finish off all of these things with like a little bit of the the policies yes. that they're they're doing for the upcoming election. Um. Obviously, we're not at the election, so all of the policies haven't been announced. So as I get further along, it might be a little bit more developed, but whatever. Before the campaign, Labour sort of set expectations by saying that the purse strings are pretty tight and there wouldn't be like a whole lot of surprises or election quote-unquote bribes to offer the voters this time around. The purse strings? So like the the money that they have to spend um, in the budget. Okay. They're not Um, wanting to spend that much? No. Okay. Um, So far, the policies um, announced have followed that sort of chain of thinking, uh, with the most out-the-gate policy announced so far being GST-free fruit and vegetables, uh, fresh and frozen. They're offering a number of other policies, other little bits and pieces for low and medium income earners, uh, like increasing working for families tax credits. Um, Chris Hipkins said that they have released eight points out of their 10-point cost-of-living plan, so there's a couple more to come. 
But um, we know most of what they're up to before yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. It seems like... Okay, this might be really dumb and it might be election 101, but it seems like you shouldn't just hold on to good policies until right before the election. I mean, I know you're it kind announcing... Of is, yeah. I know you're announcing what you're going to do for the next term, should you get in, but it's like, shouldn't we just be doing this shit anyway? We're in a cost of living crisis. Yeah, but then what's the point of doing all these things if... Like, start, then, starting all these things if you're just going to get voted out and the next government has to turn around and get rid of them anyway. I understand that. I just think mm. I've always hated that politics is like a big game. Like, you know, you hold on to these things so that you'll get re-elected for the next time. But it's good to have competition or else no one does fucking Especially anything. considering New Zealand has got a three-year election cycle compared to, like, the American four-year. Mm. So, you know, it's like you get voted in and the first six months is fucking around. Like, yeah. Figuring out what's going on and then you get... A year and a half of actually doing shit, and then you go into election mode, and then you have to start, yeah, you know, making sure you get reelected and focusing all your time on that. So, and you know what? The least we can do is vote. Everyone, I mm. fucking hate politics. I'll be the first, I fucking hate politicians, and I fucking hate politics. But I will vote. Obviously, it's my vote like, is really important. It's so important, and also if you find a party that actually aligns with you and that you support, not just a person, because I also don't think we should base our decisions on maybe a person that we think is cool or whatever. Mm. But it is actually good to get behind those people that you believe in because they, like, literally need your vote to get a literal number of people there to make those changes. Mm. That is not a hot take. And to a degree, you, you do have to like the person that you're voting for. Like, We can't fucking hate them or you wouldn't vote for them. Yeah. So what's the, what's the um, term it's like? Popularity politics, I guess, yeah. kind of. It's like, this person is going to be representing your country on the world stage, so you have to sort of... A good judge of character is important. Yes. Don't vote for an idiot like Donald Trump. Yeah. So in general, I'd probably have to say Labour Party supporters... Religions. Oh. <laughs> we stand. No, Labour Party is like... For people, for social policies, for that sort of side of things. That people are most important. And, yeah. I'm um, actually really interested to hear your explanation of the National Party. Because as someone that, like, probably has the privilege of only voting based on, like, what I want for people and for other people. And, like, it's not going to be a huge difference to my life what government we have in power. But to some people it will be. Mm. I'm interested to know why the fuck people vote for parties that aren't, quote-unquote, for the people or for yeah. social good. While writing this one, and I have been thinking about the national one as well, I have been trying to write it in a very, like, impartial tone. Like This has not felt impartial, but that's what do you mean? my fault. Like, I haven't, I haven't said that. You should go and vote for Labour. Like, no. I'm just saying that Labour is all yeah. these things. Actually, maybe that's... Well, I don't think... I think bias exists everywhere, so mm. it's like... Obviously, nothing's going to be... I mean, I am, like, politically left-leaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that bias may come through, but it's not... I've consciously been thinking about it when I've been writing this. And it's, like, not even on us, I think, because when you say, um, like, they're for the people, for social, for welfare, and things like that, I'm like, oh, that's biased because, of course, everyone's going to vote for them if they know that they're Mm. for those things. But Mm. that's not the case. It's, like, the older people, they could hear they're for the people, they're for welfare. Well, not necessarily the older people. I've got a business degree, and... In that time when I was doing that, I did. I'll go into this more probably next week when I did the national one. But like, I 
You get indoctrinated. Well, not indoctrinated, but like the, the, the lessons that I was learning was like the economy sort of dictates everything. Yeah. And, you know, a strong economy and and all that sort of matters more and that sort of trickle down sort of but more viewpoint. older people do think like that yeah, yeah. than young and, people well say. I mean you can look at the statistics and, and draw that conclusion so I don't think that's a biased wild thing to say yeah yeah and also the issue is though young people think socially but don't enroll to vote because the systems are set up so poorly that it's like basically none of it's online none of it's like very young people-esque we've talked about this before on the pod and so we don't show up but we need to like you just need to go line up make it cute it's kind of fun yeah it can be fun i've always enjoyed voting yeah anyway anyway but okay just one more thing like you doing your business degree in christchurch where it was very like national economy Mm -hmm. like that type of vibe i fucking was studying arts in wellington and it was so the other way which was crazy i'd never been so like politically engaged in my life or surrounded by... I mean, Wellington is a political city, isn't it? Well, it's where the, our fucking beehive is, which is mm. everyone, our capital of politics. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I should know. The capital of politics. Capital yeah. of politics. But yeah, it's just weird. It's just... And, and when you're young, you feel very strongly about all these things. And then as you grow up, you start to be able to see things from multiple sides. And we're probably hopefully going to get there once we've learned about all the political parties. Hmm. On Every the single podcast. one. Now, Every single one. Speaking of politics loose you've got a good news story that revolves around politics yeah speaking of politics and young people Mm. um a group of young people sued the state of montana and they fucking won yeah so a group of 16 young climate activists from ages 5 to 22 sorry but how sad is it that a five-year-old has to be doing this shit like you know anyway go five-year-old um, so this group of young people sued Montana for violating their right to a clean environment, and they won their case, as I just said. The state court ruled in their favour, finding that young people in Montana have a constitutional right to a healthful environment, and that until then, Montana has failed to consider climate change when evaluating new projects um, that were causing harm. So this is like seen as quite a landmark case like just like things like this i feel like it's usually more in theory than in practice like Mm. like you can't just rule something and then you have a more healthy environment for kids but there are actually a few other court cases led by young people that are suing different states and different people for similar reasons so at least it makes the states take this shit seriously and now i guess now that they've sued them it becomes like a precedent that yeah montana has to or montana has to evaluate new projects. It's Montana. Montana the winery. Yeah, I know. Montana. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah. exactly, exactly. And honestly, go five-year-old. What the fuck? Go team. Go team. And on that note, Squish and I have a quiz night to get to. Yeah, and it's actually coming up quick. And do you know what? If they ask any questions about the Labour Party, because of Nick's section just then, which I did really enjoy, because he was a bit self-conscious that it was going to be boring. It wasn't boring. It was actually really good. We're going to know all the answers. Well, you I was, are. I was just thinking, I should have yelled at the end, wake up! <laughs> so that would have waken everybody up. But, but he didn't. He just no, coughed I a few don't. times. Yeah, like many times. But Ruby's probably deleted them all. Go, Ruby. Speaking of Ruby, I need to send it. Anyway, I can do it after. Oh. Admin. Speaking of Ruby, we love you, Ruby. And sorry for our fighting on the pod this week. <laughs> <laughs> we love each other, we promise. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.